and welcome back to the Film Realcast. It's great to be back. It's great to do another film. We're doing another film from the 80s and another film with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but we've got our own Arnold Schwarzenegger. We've got Neil. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, Stu, what, what an... Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm nothing in comparison to you. Um, oh, you're too kind. Too oh. kind. It's weird. We've, we've kind of chosen this film. I mean, the film... Um, obviously, James isn't here. James no. will be back next week, and when he comes back, we'll be doing the Terminator film. We're picking it up on Terminator 3, which is yeah. that Rise of the Machines? Is that the one? It is Rise of the Machines, yeah. So we're going to pick up from where we left off there, and that's just done really well. That seems to really have sparked everyone's kind of, not imagination, but interest, and we have some massive figures for downloading. So thanks to everyone who's done that, and thanks to everyone who's listened via the YouTube channel the film mm. real cast as well it's really really surprised us but it's been fantastic isn't it it's crazy but it is really really crazy and i mean i've not spoken to you since then usually we do the falcon and the winter soldier but obviously that's finished so we're waiting for loki to start and i know what's your expectations of loki uh i'll be honest i've not watched anything to do with it because i don't want to have any spoilers or looked at it or anything like that so i'm hoping it's as good as the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's in that sort of ilk of brilliant writing and great yeah. action and stuff like that. So I, my expectations are high. Um, yeah, same here. I've um, just seen one trailer because someone said Owen Wilson was in it and I couldn't work out how they could fit Owen Wilson in this. Um, and yeah, he plays quite a key role and it's going to be really <laughs> interesting to see how they've done it because... I don't really know this kind of world of Loki. I, I and I understand. I know um, the role Owen Wilson plays, and it should be interesting. Uh, the like the laws of breaking time and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting, and I hope it picks up as we left off because we both loved. I mean, I love One Division. We both love Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, big time. The expectations are particularly high, aren't they? They are, and that's the problem. When sometimes when your expectations are that high, you're often left with a bitter taste in your mouth. Yeah. But hopefully they don't screw well, it up. And no, it's not long. Know. I think it's only is it next week? Is it that this starts or the week after? It? I know yeah, it's, it's not, not long, long, is it? It's not long. Next couple of weeks, I'm sure. It was June time, wasn't it? Has, has it been brought forward a little bit? I'm not too sure, but as soon as that's out, we'll be doing that every week again. So we'll be doubling up on the podcast, which is Hell. great. Yes. But randomly, I think we may have chosen this film because every time James or anyone else can't jump on the pod, we'll carry the flag and we'll just choose a random film. <laughs> and they are random. They are random. It was <laughs> The Killer <laughs> Sofa, it would have been, which we watched that film and it was one of the most bizarre films. If anyone's got Amazon Prime, The Killer Sofa is on it and we watched it. But you, you've got to watch it to believe it, I think. It's the killer so sofa. funny. It's one of the funniest films I've ever seen. It's, I love the fact it's a sofa, but it's actually a chair. It um, is, and it climbs stairs, and it just <laughs> does everything, and it looks out of windows, and it's just amazing. But, but it's the eyes, isn't it? The buttons, yeah, the buttons. Are eyes. Oh, it's just so <laughs> it good. looks so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this sweet killer chair called. Oh, just oh, it's brilliant. But yeah, Brilliantly so, terrible. <laughs> it was, yeah, but we couldn't do that. So what we're doing is 1986 Raw Deal. And it just happens that we're in the middle of the Terminator franchise with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And we're doing another Schwarzenegger film. It's purely coincidence. But it's another film from the 80s. And it's directed by John Irvine. And John Irvine 
did some really good films. I thought I'd never heard of him. But he's done mm-hmm. Hamburger Hill, a really good Vietnamese wow. uh, film with Vietnam. Uh, Next of Kin, Patrick Swayze. Robin Hood, starring Uma Thurman, who's made Marion. I mean, he's done some really, really weird films. And yeah, this obviously stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, who plays uh, Mark Kaminsky. He also plays Joseph P. Brenner. P stands for pussy for some reason. I don't know why he got that into into his middle name. Whether he's calling himself a pussy, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's, oh. no, he certainly isn't a pussy in this film. No, he's definitely not. Let's be fair. Uh, no, he's uh, yeah, he's quite violent in this film. <laughs> it's got Catherine Harold as Monique, Sam Wanamaker as um, Luigi Patrova or Patriova or Patrovita even. Patrovita, Jesus, I can never yeah. say that name. I knew I'd cock up on that <laughs> name. And he's the crime boss. And you got uh, Paul Chenar as Paolo Rocca. And he's the enforcer for the crime boss and uh, Robert Davy, Max Keller, who's Robert Davy. He's in the, Robert Davy. Oh, he's great, isn't he? He's always plays a baddie a lot of the time. He's in the Goonies, Action Junction, yeah. City Heat. Yeah. And he went in the eighties. He peaked heart to heart. The full guy, T.J. Hooker. Then he was in License to Kill and Predator Two. So he's got some fairly big titles to his name, and it's just it so. Does. He's got an iconic face, isn't he? I love this guy. He's so mean. He is. He's always the gangster bad guy. I'm going to sort it all out and smack talking. He was brilliant. He, he never had a sort of major role of his own. He was always just that guy, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, he was the one you cast if you needed a badass sort of Oh, definitely. Killer. And was it the Fratellis in the Yes, Goonies? it was the bright one of the Fratellis, yep. Oh, it's so good. And this film, is the budget was eight and a half million where on earth did that eight and a half million go because arnie at this time couldn't call massive money so, i was gonna say it must have been on arnie because or maybe it was just that chase scene at the beginning i don't know it's amazing isn't it it really really is amazing maybe it's on hairspray for all the 80s haircuts that they've got here <laughs> yeah it's just on it's just on Catherine's hair and makeup that's it for the, for the opening weekend Got um, five and a half million, a gross 16 million. Um, so, and it worldwide it made uh, 16 million as well. So, it's a success, believe it or not. This film really is a success. It's, it's I suppose, it's the, it's for the time, isn't it? The 80s was that era of action film and, and things like that. And Arnie was getting more and more hot property, wasn't he? Especially after Terminator. And stuff like that, you know. So yeah. I think people saw him and wanted to watch the film. If you oh see my god, I mean. yeah, he had an incredible set of films in the eighties. He was oh, so huge. hot. Terminator eighty four, Red Sonja eighty five, Commando eighty five, Raw Deal eighty six, Predator eighty seven, The Running Man in eighty seven. Oh, what a film! And you got Red Heat and Twins in eighty eight. So he's doubling up on these films. All of those films were huge films and he was getting bigger and bigger as it went along oh massively massively he was he was huge 80s early 90s was his best yeah best bits wasn't it really i mean when you think how big he was and a triple a star he was untouchable that ran on went to be governor Mm. and that do you think the reason why he hasn't been as big since is because it was just his impact on screen due to the fact that he was built like a brick shit house and once he aged and he lost that and people like the rock and even like jason statham to a certain extent yeah took over that 
he didn't have any appeal. It was nothing to sell. Yeah, I think the problem is he. I think he wanted to get away from that, didn't he? He wanted to get away from I'm just some massive bloke, and you know I can't really do any acting. I, and, and he wanted to go into other things such as comedies and stuff like that. And it was just never as good. And as time went on, you could it not being horrible to Arnie because I love him, but he is pretty wooden as an actor. Oh isn't yeah. He? His acting, I mean, especially in this film, you know, sometimes you could have replaced him with a fucking tree and you wouldn't have noticed the difference. <laughs> it, it was awful. But, yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? It's just, it's like Jean-Claude Vardin. You don't see him in anything anymore, do you? Um, you know, Muscles from Brussels or... Yeah. You just don't see them because that, that era's gone now. We're not into action stars like that anymore. And The Rock's so good because he actually... He's very charismatic and he can play different things, even though he's always just the big guy. Yeah. He can do comedy really well, such as in Jumanji and stuff like that. They're really good films. Yeah, so. definitely. And it was weird because I've just finished watching Predator mm. and he's so, I don't know, what. where do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger's peak was? What is, what is his best film? Oh, it's so hard. It's, I think... He's brilliant in the Terminators, but I'm not. Be, he doesn't actually say anything. He's, his acting is just his size, isn't it? And the the fact that he's just a monster. Yeah. I think his my favourite two films of his are Total Recall and Predator, but I still think probably Predator is the best. And that's mainly just because of the storyline and the cast that's in it. I, yeah, I completely agree. I, I was especially watching Predator today. And when you think special effects, and we've, we've reviewed Predator as well. I mean, it'd be a film that I could review again, oh, to yeah. be honest, because it's so, so good. There's so many things to talk about. And with Predator, I think the special effects, bearing in mind it's 87, are just out of this world. And it uses those heat sensor techniques and oh. just the Predator camouflage itself. It's it, brilliant. It's, it's not dated. It really hasn't dated. Oh, not it's, at all. Not and at the all. cast for Predator is incredible. It, for Carl Weathers, uh, Jesse Ventura, uh, it's just so good. It really, really is great. So uh, for me, I completely agree. I think Predator is the best film purely because of the cast. I mean, the Terminator franchise is great, but as you said, he doesn't really say a lot. Even though those films are groundbreaking, Army oh, yeah. on his own. Predators, for me, is just such a good film. Oh, it is. I mean, even in that, his acting in parts is wooden. But I think you can see that he's enjoying doing it. Yeah. If you see what I mean, um, in some of the action scenes and even, you know, the bits where he's not just walking around with a massive machine gun. You can just see that he's enjoying the moment. And I think in his early, I mean, obviously, there's only a year, Predators only a year later than Raw Deal. But you can see a massive difference in his ability acting wise just in that short amount of time. And yeah, yeah. but still Predator, hands down, really. But I, I love Total Recall because again it was it was it was completely different. It was groundbreaking. It was it was that era of just crazy stuff, you know, you'd never seen it before. Yeah, and you could look also, I mean, when you look at his films, I think it was two thousand and three that he was governor. That mm. I think his kind of acting career went in the same direction. He didn't want to do anything too controversial. 
um, and maybe that affected his choice of films that he was doing. Like, I mean, I mean, Jingle All the Way is an entertaining film. It's a great kids' film. The kids love it, but mm. it's not a good film. Eraser's not no. a good film. No, it's not. No, it's that's the but, thing. Just looking at his films afterwards, it, it just isn't, is it? There's nothing in there that he just True stands Lies out. Very, very good. Oh yeah, that was nineties, wasn't it? That was yeah. good. Uh, that had um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Jamie Lee Halloween. Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, absolutely fantastic actress. Yeah. And extremely gorgeous in that film as well. Oh, um, stunning! I mean, they had to. I think I don't know what James Bond filmed it is, but they delayed the release of the James Bond film because True Lies was so good. Took spine and technology and the gadgets and the action mm. to such kind of an extent that they did delay the uh, release of one of the James Bond films, but. Doesn't so, me. but yeah he's got really really varied films but yeah he's had such a, a good career and yeah it's it's so hard to pick a film but i mean obviously the one we've picked more for us probably is a raw deal and for those who haven't <laughs> seen raw deal the uh the quick synopsis is a dishonored and forced to be retired from the fbi on the grounds of excessive brutality the former agent uh mark minsky a player by arnold Schwarzenegger, is now reduced to a small town sheriff however when um, a colleague from the FBI, an old friend from the Bureau, whose son is murdered, who's looking after a witness, asks for help. And he pays for um, Kaminsky to infiltrate the mob who took down his son. And posing as an enforcer, as Joseph P. Brenner, Kaminsky infiltrates um, Luigi Pat- Patrick. I can't even say this. I'm going to struggle now. <laughs> <laughs> Patrovita his powerful mob to bring them down from the inside and it's a really basic storyline as you say the film is an hour and a half um and it kind of kicks off really with the, the theme of violence with and you instantly see we're going to watch this um together as we talk about this reason being there's a couple of scenes in this which are really bizarre which prove that chicago where they are is probably the most violent town in the world and that people aren't frightened of the violence because of a few strange scenes but they meet up and these guys it this film i'm puzzled that it's 1986 this film appears that it's made in 1976 archived for 10 years and released (laughs) in 86 (laughs) doesn't it it really does it's so budget. It is unbelievably. Yeah. I can't believe this is off the back of Terminator, where special effects, where Sam Winston blew everyone apart with the special effects. I know. To this film, which some of it you could mistake for some kind of European pornography, the way the music is, the way they're dressed, and it's like oh, yeah. it's terrible. I don't, yeah, like you say, they did Terminator on a shoestring budget and basically broke the fourth, you know, just broke it apart in relation to the special effects. And then you've got this two years later, and it is basically, yeah, it looks like me and you could have done it on a camcorder. It is unbelievable, isn't it? I was shocked when I started watching this. I had to check the the, the date of this film because it <laughs> it doesn't fit in with. Even the clothes of what people are wearing then to what people are wearing in Terminator, which we've just done and I watched numerous times, mm. it's it's just absolutely incredible. It's like a time warp. It's as if this was made in '86 but set in the '70s, isn't it? 
it's almost like Chicago, yeah. Like you say, they they hadn't caught up with the rest of America. It was just you know, we're still we're still happy in the seventies. It's fine. Don't worry about us. We'll catch up when we're good and ready. Thanks. Yeah, it is really weird. Unless like Patrovita wants his people to wear old clothes, <laughs> you can't dress nice. But, but you see them at the start going to take this witness out, and it's obviously he's going to testify against Patrovita, which he which no one wants, and you never do that against a mob boss. We've learned that through the Untouchables and through The Godfather. And they take him out, and it's no nonsense. And like typical 80s films, it's excessive violence. People aren't shot oh, once. They're shot mate, about 300 times, aren't they? Absolutely brutal. I, the first thing I noticed about this was the fact that he gets out of the car with a silenced rifle and a scope. Yeah, and he basically hides round the corner from the guy that's still on the jetty, and then aims at him through the scope. Yeah, <laughs> it was just pretty. Like, you really don't need that from that distance, mate, unless you're that bad of a shot. <laughs> He's about ten foot away from this guy. <laughs> so funny. Literally, it was like how you couldn't miss. Oh, oh it's great. Honestly, I, I I really urge anyone who's got Netflix to play netflix put this film on and as we're reviewing it we'll be flicking from scene to scene and uh i mean i can even call out the minutes of the scene we're talking about because some of them are so funny and some of them are like i feel like they've been parodied from other films because you've got harry shannon who's from the fbi and his son was protecting this witness and his son gets gunned down which is the motivation to why he goes to speak to arnold schwarzenegger and when he's on the floor next to his son for some reason I think it's because he's acting so bad. It reminded me of a naked gun scene. <laughs> For some unknown reason, it really, really did. It's absolutely bizarre. But, um, yeah, I, it just could have been naked gun. And he's crying next to his son. The acting is just incredible. The, the lack of acting is just incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's, it, oh, I don't know. it's such a wooden film, isn't it? It really is. It's as wooden as the hut they're in right now. <laughs> It's, it's, it's bloody awful. Oh, it's incredible. And then you see our hero. Then you see Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, first of all, you kind of wonder what's going on. It appears that he's chasing a police officer yeah. um, on a motorbike. And it turns out in this small town that he's a sheriff. And the reason being is because he, he did detain someone who was uh, a, a sex offender, you're told, and he beats the shit out of him. Um, and he's raped a few children. Not on a Schwarzenegger, a sex offender has. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that would be an interesting story. And he loses okay. his job in the FBI. Um, and the guy who kind of, in, in a way, the guy who kind of sets up is Marvin Baxter, um, who is the one who represents, who's like the head of the squad of the FBI. And he's the one who kicks out Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, he comes into it later on. He does. I quite like this scene. I, I hadn't. It was weird, wasn't it? Because you think, why is Arnie chasing a copper? It's like Terminator again, isn't it? Yeah. But I was like, he must be a fake copper or he's stolen his bike or something like that. But then I was like, why is he wearing a uniform and his hat? And I was sort of sort of second guessing it. And they're going through the wood mill and it's quite a good chase, to be honest. A, yeah, I completely agree. It's a great little chase scene. I mean, Again, there's no dialogue. It's action. It's what right. Schwarzenegger does really, really well. And he catches him by pouring petrol across the road, lighting his trademark cigar. And um, just as he goes past, just kind of sets the road on fire. 
and he catches a guy who's been going around giving tickets out to various people. And I don't know whether this guy's really small or whether everyone in that police station is about <laughs> 10 foot tall. They are huge, aren't they? I do <laughs> like when he says he's rides, he reads out all the things he's been arrested for, he wants him charged with, and the last one is and lying to a sheriff. He stopped somebody over at Route 74 for driving too fast. He was going to let them off for 50 bucks. They stopped me and asked for direction. Book him. Impersonating an officer, resisting arrest, fraud, reckless driving, and lying to the sheriff. Or something like that. (laughs) It's nonsense, isn't it? It's absolute bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Honestly, I I crack up. Every time Schwarzenegger speaks, it's so, so funny. It really is. And then we meet Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. What do you think of this setup with him and his wife? Wow, that's... it's. Quite volatile, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah. it surprised me. That, I mean, Schwarzenegger seems to be the brunt of it, the victim of kind of domestic violence, doesn't he? Yeah, well, she's pissed out of her face baking a cake, and she's got some sort of music on, and it's you know. Anyway, she goes mental at him for the fact that they, she, he should have fought against the charges that were put against him and he said he couldn't he wouldn't have been able to get this job and then she throws that wonderful cake at him (laughs) and he uses that line you shouldn't drink and bake you should not drink and bake (laughs) (laughs) actual rolled my eyes when that happened i was like fucking hell i did i cracked up and it's interesting that He's putting these one-liners in like already so early on in this film. He's really, really getting these kind of one-liners going. But you, it just doesn't make sense that she's in this small town, and it, and obviously because he got kicked out of the the yeah. bureau. But he seems so under the thumb from this woman who's just sitting there baking cakes and getting pissed all day. It's a yeah. really weird relationship, and why it doesn't. There's no payoff to this as to why she's like it. I love it. Yeah, it's it's just sort of shoehorned in there. Yeah, we know she's not happy. We get it. She wouldn't be happy. She doesn't live in the big city anymore. She's stuck in some small town. You know, he's clearly trying his best, bless him. And she's, you know, just mugging him off. It's just, it's just funny. Yeah. It's a one-liner. And it's she, really weird. And that's when he gets a call from um, Harry Shannon, whose son died. Um, and they meet up, and, they, and thankfully enough, they look at some old footage, um, which is kind of like it plays out to help the audience work out what's going on. You get Patravita and his enforcers who are meant to be uh, being sentenced, and they're being quizzed by Marvin Baxter, who at the time, Marvin Baxter, remember this will contain spoilers, this podcast, so if you haven't seen the film, watch the film, then come back. Um, who's quit yeah, as you say he's quizzing petrovita and appears to be really wanting to send him to prison but he can't uh martin baxter did you know that he was going to be a baddie did you know there'll be payoff at the time i didn't to be honest um i was still sort of reeling i think from arnie's comedy um but no i didn't i didn't see it at all to be honest but yeah they were claiming the fifth amendment weren't they the fact that they weren't going to talk about it and yeah, but no, I didn't see it. Oh, you probably did because you're really intelligent compared to me. 
No, the only reason why I saw it coming was because Marvin Baxter is an actor I know pretty well. Ah, okay. And does he always play the bad guy, does he? No, he doesn't. Normally he plays a pretty good guy, which I was quite surprised, but there was no other reason to have this actor uh, who was big in the 80s um, playing like a bit part, which kind of didn't really make sense. That was the only reason why I kind of suspected that uh, Marvin Baxter, I mean, it was Joe Regler Bluto. And that or Joe Regler Buto, got what a weird name, blimey! I'm really testing me tonight. That's who played Martin Baxter, and he's been in, I mean, quite a few films to be honest. Mm. And as I say, he plays like a a nice guy. And I mean, let's look. I mean, he's like he's most people. He's been in Curb Your Enthusiasm, like a lot of good people have. Um, <laughs> and he's been in Family Guy as well, which is really really good. But let's go back to the eighties. Um, I mean, I'm looking... Morka Mindy. He was in Morka Mindy. Cagney and Lacey. I mean, yeah. this is just unbelievable. Uh, Love Boat he was in as well. Not Landing. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I just know his face. So yeah. it's really, really weird. A bodily Harm. I remember watching that as well. Um, Golden Girls. That's where you know it from. I've seen some absolute rubbish. It's only when you go to IMDb <laughs> and you look at things, you think, yeah, I've seen him in that. Southland, I've, that's a brilliant film uh, series, okay. Southland. Um, absolutely superb. But yeah, he was um, quite well known. So I kind of guessed that there had to be some kind of twist in this film. Uh, yeah. And he might have been the one. But Harry says, and I kind of thought that Harry may have been um, bullshitting him, to be yeah, honest. big time. When he turns around, he goes, I might be able to get you back in the bureau yeah so exactly no guarantee at all here and you're expecting him to because he asks him doesn't he to infiltrate this mafia gang and basically tear it apart and his deal is i might be able to get you back into the bureau yeah that's what i thought i couldn't <laughs> so... remember all of this and i thought that out of desperation for his son dying that I thought he was spinning um, Schwarzenegger a yarn, saying exactly yeah, the same. Definitely. But I mean, it turns so out, hard, isn't it? But he's, it's unbelievably that he's funding his lifestyle. And to do this, um, Schwarzenegger has to fake his own death. Oh, what a scene <laughs> this is. Oh, it's terrible. It's ridiculous. It's so over the top. He drives his police car to some kind of chemical factory, causes an explosion of hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of dollars, with nobody left in the car for them to discover. And that's it. Then he takes on the the, uh, disguise of Joseph P. Brenner. What a lot of nonsense. It's unreal, isn't it? Yeah, he calls up on the radio. And he says he's investigating a break-in, parks his police car next to some oil refinery things or petrol, and then just fucking blows it all up. So yeah. it literally probably bankrupt a company and cause, <laughs> oh, God, that's how much damage. And it's, oh, it's all right, it's just to fake my death. It's fine. It's great. It's and right. did you notice the oil factory was um, Irving? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Oil company, yeah. And his disguise is brilliant. It's combing your hair back and dyeing it black. <laughs> It's incredible. I have to say, I had to rewind it to check that it was still Arnold Schwarzenegger because it mm. fooled me. You know, it really fooled me. Oh, definitely. I like the fact that he also drives off on a or rides off on a motorbike that he must have stored there earlier. 
how he got that in there anyhow, I don't know, but there you go. Oh, it's so, so good. It really, really is. And he's obviously got the files. He's got stacks of cash that um, Shannon has given him uh, to kind of piss away. 45 grand. A lot of money back then. Massive Man. amount of money back in the 80s, wasn't it? Oh, so. hell of a lot of money. Especially, where did Harry get that from? You've got to be asking questions, surely. You do. You do. Dodgy Harry. And the first thing he does, <clears throat> and to be fair, I quite like the angle that they play in this. I think it's a really, really clever one. Is that he turns over um, Martin Lemansky, who's the other mob boss. Mm. And... Um, because you've got uh, Patrovita and Lemansky, they're both against each other. So he turns over Lemansky's um, casino, accuses him of being a kind of uh, fixing the tables, which they clearly are, rolling his yeah. uh, ball bearings down, and then smashes the whole place up and beats everyone to a pulp who's there. <laughs> and it's, a, it's great because I kind of, when I first watched it, I thought, why is he doing that? Mm. And it, I like the idea because he follows that up by driving a massive fucking truck through the middle of it. <laughs> Just gets in the truck and he's like, oh, excuse me, trying to get the old people out of the way. And they go, your lights are off, mate. Like, Thank you. <laughs> Just... I got a real Terminator vibe when he got in that truck. Oh, wasn't it? Just it yeah. was. It was really. Thought that was it was. Superb. It, I think they were very much all the action scenes in this with the fights is very much of the 80s isn't it especially the arnie films you think of commando where everyone shoots a, a thousand shotguns at him and he doesn't get hit once it's yeah. like every single bloke in that place punches him in the face at least once and it doesn't phase him at all no it's, not at all it, it is just an arnie vibe a terminator vibe from that and it's oh yeah but, it's a great way of doing it to win favour um, with Petrovita yeah. to, to kind of stir the shit up with Lemansky. And the next part, I, it's so funny. I got so many naked gun vibes from this where they just take the piss out of so many films before them. And there, you, you see Petrovita down at the docks and it's an abandoned dockyard and there's no one else in sight whatsoever. So it's not like you get the hustle and bustle of, of people moving no. around. You're used to other people being there. And just as he's getting in his car, out of nowhere, a white school bus with <laughs> Oakside Boys Club written on it just happens to drive past them. There's no one else near them. And all of the windows come down and uh, they fire machine guns out of it. It's so funny and terrible. Oh, it's awful. What is there? About 10 windows. They're all shooting machine guns and they yeah. manage to kill one person. And they didn't suspect that a school bus was driving around the docks when no one else was there. <laughs> yeah, it's a Sunday. What's a school? What? There's no school trucks on Sundays. It's so funny. <laughs> That's ridiculous, isn't it? And they don't kill. <clears throat> all he kills is just his stooge. That's all, the only person who gets taken out. I love the fact that he goes, he kills him, and he's he looks really upset about it, and then he just goes, make sure you get a good replacement. <laughs> that's that's caring mate <laughs> then he goes you son of a bitch <laughs> so <laughs> funny i didn't know he was trying to be italian mafia then or i don't know he was completely lost what what were what was this guy it was so I've got no idea but he does get into the old traditional kind of tropey italian hand gestures isn't he <laughs> <laughs> he must have watched The Godfather so many times. Oh, big time. And then um, Schwarzenegger kind of 
ups the ante even more when he goes to um, it's Lemansky's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he jumps in the limousine and takes all the jewelry off her, and just to kind of light that fuse even more. And again, he's really polite, isn't he, Schwarzenegger? He's the most when he's with the women, he's, he's suave. Kind of, yeah, he's very suave, and I think he suffers from having to talk. Yeah. the dialogue, he can't deliver his dialogue yet, can he? No, no, he can't. Unfortunately. That's what I mean. He's, he's, <sighs> he's very monotone, isn't he? Um, yeah. He's got one way of talking and that's it. So, yeah, it, it's not his fault. And he's obviously a massive actor. And But, yeah, he, he should stick. He should have stuck to what he was good at, which I know is quite bad, but which is just being the massive guy that kicks everyone's ass. And doesn't really say a lot. But. Yeah, and I should imagine, <coughs> excuse me, I should imagine off the back of Terminator that it would have given him kind of more leverage to kind of call the shots. And yeah. when you look, um, at the, I watched about, believe it or not, today I watched a behind the scenes in the making of Raw Deal. Is um, there actually such a thing? Yeah, there is. Yeah, when you look <laughs> oh at John God. Irvine uh, and the different people, he's really like Italian, kind of the way he talks, he's like a real mob boss himself oh, really? the way it comes oh, okay. across so yeah it looks like to be fair that they had a really good fun making this and Schwarzenegger looks like he had really good fun as well oh, that's good that's good I just and think I just think maybe he was nervous it possibly this. could be because they the special effects in this were really really good and the as in the, the explosions and where because everything explodes everything gets covered oh, yeah. in bullet holes well, and when you look at the yeah, and the stunts, again, because it's not CGI. When you look at the guys doing it, it's brilliant. And I think since I've started watching a lot of the makings of and behind the scenes, you really appreciate even a low-budget yeah. thing like this, the shit that goes into it. And it, it is pretty tacky, to be honest. But <laughs> it is great. And from there, Sportsnigger then goes um, to Patrovita's casino and... I don't know how he knows that there is an underground betting or a kind of a casino there um, in his hotel. And that's when he first comes across um, Monique, who's quite an attractive lady, really, isn't she? She's quite attractive. I'll just have to go back to Tacky very quickly because they do like to try. There's obviously already been quite a few comedy elements in this film already. But when he drives off, leaving his girlfriend and the limo driver, the driver just shouts, you took my lunch, you son of a bitch. Is <laughs> <laughs> that is that what you're worried about? You're stuck in the middle of God knows where, and you're worried about your lunch. I just thought, fucking brilliant. Why would you? Exactly, oh. yeah. You've got his car stolen uh, <laughs> from a mob boss. They yeah. must have been some damn good sandwiches. Seriously. Yeah. My fucking lunch. That's my BLT. <laughs> So Schwarzenegger Sorry. goes to meet um, Paulo Rocca, and uh, that's when you see uh, Robert Davey who plays Max Keller, and mm. you get the kind of dick measuring contest again, oh, where just... Max Keller um, is the the bad guy and he's the enforcer and he's the alleged. Not that anyone's the brains behind this outfit, but not he believes he's the alleged brains behind it, doesn't he? Oh, he does indeed. It's oh dear. It's quite funny the fact that he just sort of walks in there, doesn't he? Demands a meeting with this guy, and then yeah, it, it 
just got him there and he just doesn't believe him at all, does he? No, not at it's all. It's hilarious. And but, the the conversation between Keller and Arnie is so wooden, it's terrible yeah, that, yeah, it is. that he's the best he is. And uh, Arnie's kind of saying, well, I think I could be an improvement to your outfit. And you almost get Rocker sitting there kind of tugging himself off, enjoying the banter between each of them so much. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It it's really weird, is. isn't it? It is weird. It's 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 weak in many in many ways, this film, in the sense that this guy's just walked in there and just said, you know, this is who I am. Uh, I want a job. And then mugs, mugs everyone off. And they're like, just here's some money and go and play some crabs or whatever. Blackjack. Yeah. You know, it's like, you don't know this guy. Why are you giving him thousands of pounds just or dollars just to go and have fun? It is very yeah, odd. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And from there, obviously Arnie does meet um, Monique and then you do get a bit of like, well, they won't they kind of stuff. And you mm. know, in the end, she's going to put out to him because that is her job. And Arnie goes across <laughs> the road down an alleyway and uh, where Keller sorts out three of his stooges to try and beat up um, Arnie. And do you think Arnie knows that? Because he goes out of the hotel, then goes immediately down that really dark alley. Um, did you, do you think he knew he has been followed? Or what was the setup there? There wasn't really anything to explain why he did this. No, I mean, you wouldn't go and walk down one of those alleys, would you? Let's be fair. So maybe he was, maybe he was seeing if that was what they were going to do, and then he can obviously kick their asses like he does, and show yeah, I am pretty damn hard, and you could use me because I've just taken out three of your guys. You know. Yeah, so, it's it's really strange, and that's when we odd. get um, Detective Baker, who's another known face, another classic actor who I remember mainly from the original uh, Burt Reynolds Meme Machine. Mm. which is so good. And he was in Youngblood, Death Wish 3, The A-Team, Manimal. And he he was a face who, he always played a very serious person who took no nonsense. And I used to love seeing this guy on TV and to see him turn up again as a detective. I really wished he would have had a bit more screen time because yeah. I, I love this guy. You know, he doesn't have much at all, really, does he? he? He sort of plays into it later to sort of put things together so to speak, but he doesn't get much time at all, which is a shame. I no. agree. No, and then um, you get kind of something, again, which is the main part of the story in a certain way, where this time, I don't know how much this is linked to Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, his role, but uh, Petrovita then gets his house raided, doesn't he? Yeah. And he gets a hundred million taken of drugs and street value of and shitloads of cash. It's like Fort Knox, the amount of cash and everything that he's got there. And this really pisses him off. And I didn't know whether this was led. And I couldn't get any kind of hint on this as to was this Arnold Schwarzenegger's doing, put the intel in, or was this just police? Because it's Detective um, Baker who met Schwarzenegger down the alley who leads this warrant. But there's no explanation as to why they're doing it you know what i mean it's really I strange know. i don't know if he if arnie has that conversation on the phone with um what with shannon with shannon and maybe he f- pulls it back into the police and says look this is what they've got going on but how he knows about it i don't know no it's not it's not particularly well described is it you're sort of sitting there guessing 
in a sense. I, got, I put it t- together that way, but I'm probably completely off the mark, to be honest. But they're really polite. When the police break in and do that warrant, again, they're so polite. The, the mafia guys on there, there's no fuck you and spitting and stuff like no. that. They're no. not aggressive whatsoever. There's not one shot. There's not one kind of physical restraint. They just stand there. It's awful. I just want a bit of someone run just, away and someone gets shot. It's just none of that. He just says, have you got a warrant? He's like, yeah, I have. He's like, oh, fair enough. Say, could you got some paper there? I've got yeah. some paper. <laughs> got some paper. Looks like we've, yeah. It's, it's like, so funny. And then yeah. they kind of want to, in a way, start to come up with the idea of the police have oh, now got the drugs. Yeah, and we're going to bust the drugs out and the cash out of the um, one of the police stations of where it is. Yeah. And it's, uh, I honestly, I really, when they actually do this later on, it is so entertaining, probably for all the wrong reasons, but I found it really, really entertaining. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, because they, they don't know where it is, do they? They want to no. know which police station's in, and he's got this idea that they're going to steal it back and matey boy is right hand man he's like wait what are you talking about it's ridiculous you know we we just buy some more we make more money and he's incensed you know he he's like no it's mine i want it back sam's like no way that's my money that's my blow we're, we're going to nick it back that's and it's the most stupid idea i think i've ever heard it's, it is it's brilliant funny. isn't it yeah. And then uh, Arnie meets Monique outside and he starts to use all of his charms and bad acting skills. <laughs> uh, it's brilliant that it must be so hard. I always wonder this, that they go back to, I take it it's her place and they're sitting on the floor drinking champagne and flirting excessively mm. and they're both acting drunk. And Arnold Schwarzenegger can't act straight. <laughs> so to act <laughs> drunk, it's even worse. And it must be so hard to be that acts as if you're drunk i i think anyway yeah yeah well yeah definitely and he does struggle with it bless him oh it's terrible the look on his face and i feel awkward for him watching this scene you know it's so bad and and it kind of he takes it to the max of where she puts him to bed uh because he's obviously intoxicated she wants some of the other and when she undoes his shirt she thinks she's going to get some um, but he passes impressed. out quite impressed by his physique oh god yeah she is you can tell her eyes nearly come out of her bloody head when yeah. she takes his shirt off and he falls back and passes out or pretends to pass out so she goes through his um uh, wallet and gives all the details to um like patrovita's gang yeah, whilst he's in the other bedroom pretending to snore like a <laughs> like a three-year-old child does know, isn't it she's like yeah he's passed out in the back room and he's just yeah he just pops out still pretending to snore <laughs> i can see what she's doing right i'll go back to bed he walks around <laughs> the bedroom while snoring pops his head out the door watching her go through the stuff while snoring <laughs> just fucking brilliant it's oh. so good it's like when you go up to your 10 year old uh, son or daughter you're asleep and they lay in bed going (laughs) (laughs) it's terrible i mean can you think this guy was a highly trained highly decorated fbi undercover agent and this is what they teach him at the bureau yeah he was a sleeper cell (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's terrible it's as bad as my joke that's how bad the acting is in this film and the storyline and then you get a scene, and I, I, again, I don't really understand 
where it was coming from, where um, Max Keller and Arnie go to a, uh, it's like a, a gay bar, drag bar. Yeah. Because some guy owes money. And obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't into the violent side of things. So he just drags a guy across a counter and pours stuff in his face. Um, and says, this is what this is what you will look like if you do not give us the money. <laughs> that's kind of like Jamaican Arnold Schwarzenegger in a way. That's terrible. Yeah, it was. It was good. I'm expecting some steel drums to start playing. <laughs> oh, commando. <laughs> <laughs> but why did they... What was this kind of scene about? What, what was the payoff of of going to the bar was it so to show that arnie was undermined in keller or what what was this what was your thoughts <laughs> i don't know to be honest i was sort of looked at it as like what i think part way through this film i'll be honest i sort of i was struggling with it because of how bad it was that i sort of i was watching it because i knew i had to watch it but most of the time i was like i don't know why this is going on to be honest at all This is one of those moments where why is it in the drag club? Why is he pouring stuff over his face? I know, obviously, he stopped him from getting stabbed by Keller because at the end of the day, he's still a cop. Yeah. And yeah, but it's very odd. It was very odd. I don't get it. Uh, Yeah, I I completely say I didn't know I was trying to do it. And then you get a few kind of extra padded out scenes um, like a bleeding 10 tog duvet. (laughs) <laughs> then they go to Patrovita's party and Schwarzenegger meets the big man himself. And the conversation didn't kind of go the way I thought it would. Schwarzenegger makes some really smart ass comments, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, I was surprised at that, really, to be honest. He, he basically mugs him off, doesn't he? In the yeah. um, in the meeting. He, he wants to be in there and he even says, he says, I like smart, but I don't like a smart ass. Mr. Rocker thinks you would make a worthwhile addition to our various endeavors. I like to think so. Oh, you're a thinker. Sometimes. Not enough to get me into any trouble. You kill anybody, Joey? Yeah. More than one? Three. You want names and addresses? Smart, I like. Smart ass, I don't. Yeah. And throws him out of the office. But then he still decides to give him a job. Yeah, it's bizarre because it's clearly a recruitment meeting where he meets the big man himself. And... It, it almost I don't know if it's like the arrogance of this is the kind of the way he's going to play it, but could so have easily talked himself out of being hired because I, I don't really get where they were trying to go. Cause this is what he wanted. Yeah, it, it made no sense to me whatsoever because he could have, bl- you know, if he was more sensitive, you know, and didn't want to be mugged off in that sense and wanted to show his authority, he could have probably just fucking go and whack this prick. You know, yeah. just get rid of him. I don't want to ever see him again. I don't want to hear his name again. Go and kill him. But he doesn't. It's it's a very odd move. And even from there, you see when um, <clears throat> Robert Dabby, when Max Keller has his picture taken with Arnie, they clearly don't like each other. You can get no, that. No. Um, but then he does about 100 photocopies of the picture 
for, for some reason, and he goes and shows them to one bloke later on who says, no, I don't know him. All right, okay, then. Hundred photocopies. There's no payoff there whatsoever. It's as if they're trying to be really clever about this and put several different layers into it, like a, a, a good mafia film, like something like Goodfellas or Casino yeah. or even a Godfather. Uh, but they're just not clever enough. They haven't got the script and they haven't got the actors yeah. capable of doing that. No, and it's I, almost they've tried to go a direction and sort of then thought, oh shit, do you remember that bit earlier? Oh, we best we best shoehorn it in here at the end. Maybe they were going to go. Maybe there was a different cut where he went and spoke to different or sent the pictures off to different people or something like that just to see if anyone did recognise him. But it wasn't explained at all, was it? In no that sense. No, I didn't really get what they were trying to do. You you summed it up spot on, to be honest. Because um, it was as if they were trying to shoehorn a bit in. I've got this idea. I've got this idea. Let's film this. Yeah. Then they film it. And then they think, oh fuck yeah, we filmed that. Should we just, <laughs> should we just put this scene in? Because that will kind of yeah. um, book in that in that storyline off. Yeah. And it's shit. But yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I love this. There's so many bits in this where when I watched it again and again, because I watched this three times, because oh, I love mate, it. Mate, how can you do that? Oh. I've got no life whatsoever, honestly. <laughs> And when they go to the clothing shop and he takes Monique there to this boutique, um, it's bizarre for a number of reasons. Yes. When Arnold Schwarzenegger's saying to her how much he likes the clothes, there is zero tone in his voice. It's I really terrible. like your clothes. It's like Terminator. Yes. Give me your clothes. <laughs> it is. Everything goes back to Terminator. <laughs> and when he's talking. And then you get bleeding, the three stooges turn up. At this clothing store. And if you... This is why I wanted to kind of watch this as we uh, review it. Yeah. When you look at this, they, they have a massive fight in the clothing shop, yeah? Yeah. And there's... One of them gets thrown out of a window. They're, they're trashing the whole shop. They're oh, screaming mate, and everything. Fucking but, ruined. But when you look at the members of the public walking past the clothing store, none of them run away. None of them stop and watch. None of them bat an eyelid. It's almost as if... <laughs> When you go to this mall, that there's going to be a fight every day in this mall and someone's going to get thrown through a window. <laughs> oh, they are as well, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That it is absolutely brilliant. It's like, yeah. oh, it's that clothes shop again. It's kicking off. Don't worry exactly. about it. Don't worry One's about it. just been thrown through a window and they're just walking past as if nothing's happening. It is oh. bizarre. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? I love the fact they nick the dresses as well. Because he's like, buy both of them before it all kicks off. Just <laughs> run away. Got, got, I'll take them. An unconscious guy laying in the middle of the mall, <laughs> surrounded by broken glass, and people are just walking by. It's got to be the most violent shopping centre known to man. I it love is. it. So I'm oh, not helping. No. Unconscious man, surrounded by glass. No. I still need my Starbucks. I'm uh, stopping. It's great. And again, that's when... Um, Patrovita comes up with the idea that we're going to do it. We're going to find that police station. We're going to plant oh, lots of bombs right. in different police stations um, to scare them all. <clears throat> and then we can ring up, do a bomb alert, empty the station and send guys in. <laughs> it's so funny because they go to the first police station in Chicago and they use a vending machine. And they don't want to destroy it. They just want to scare them. So they're going to put a bomb in one of the vending machines. Clearly, the, the police aren't interested when they're doing this. No. So why disguise one of the bombs as a can of drink? Why not just put a bomb in there? 
explain that. <laughs> but it's the worst disguise can of whatever it is anyway, because it's got a fucking watch attached to it. <laughs> and he, and he, puts, he puts one can. I'm here to refill your machine. <laughs> and he puts one can in there. So, oh, thank <laughs> Thanks for coming around. Yeah, someone's had a tab this month. Yeah, I'm glad you replenished that. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I think he gets away with it because he uses such amazing dialogue to the police officer there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Just hiring someone and every month they come around and refill one can of drink. <laughs> How much do we pay you? Oh, you pay us a couple of grand a month for this. Fuck it, you know, it's a bargain. <laughs> one packet of crisps yeah, yeah. that is it my job's done here Whoa, another hard day's work <laughs> see you next month you'll have a van with about 10 packets of random crisps just open <laughs> that he's got to put in different places that's the thing he God. goes in goes which flavour do you want this month you know <laughs> so Harry turns up and uh, he believes that it's a bit more to this that it's a bit more sinister um, obviously he does get shot down and that uh, people don't believe it. I think he's a little bit paranoid, but you also get Marvin Baxter turn up and it's interesting because Baxter is coming more and more into this. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting so, that he w- they were both in the same place, isn't it? So I guess it, it because it was a, a police station that had been bombed. So they're both there, but you know, he's really trying to play it down, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. And, it's strange from there because they they pad this. It's an hour and forty minutes, as you say, but a lot yeah. of it is padded out, and it, it always puzzles me the the Max Keller and Monique dialogue you get. Clearly, he's set, he's asked her to go with Arnie, yeah. and but he likes her, and they must have had a fling together before, and it's kind of like torturing himself because he tries to talk dirty to her, and it never seems to work, and she just ends up telling him to fuck off all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the only way you'll ever lay next to me is if we both get run over by the same car, which I thought. <laughs> nice put down, love, to be fair. But he doesn't <laughs> walk away. He doesn't take that hint. I don't know what nah. a woman has to say for Max Keller to see that someone's not interested in him. Yeah, he gets a bit rapey here, doesn't he? Let's be fair. He's he's a bit, a bit too much. Um, I'm going to have you whether you tell me that or not sort of thing. And it isn't until Arnie comes along and basically does something to him that makes him feel very uncomfortable yeah he sticks a gun doesn't he that's it yeah he twisted something first doesn't he and then they have a pissing contest with their guns out in the middle of a club yeah which again must be quite usual in chicago because no one batters an eyelid at that (laughs) two guys at the bar pointing guns at each other (laughs) (laughs) oh there you go never mind and it's really weird because this film surprises me a lot of the time especially when after this scene you get um, Arnie and Monique go for a meal. And yeah. he's obviously still trying to have his cover, but then he tells her that he's married. I know. I it's know. strange. I Why just, would you do that? You'd mate, say that I've got another woman, she's in another town, or you wouldn't say anything. You just bang it. You would sleep with her. It's just part of your role. It's part of the cover. Well, that's the thing. You either do that, which is fair enough, you know, going deep, deep undercover, or... Just say, yeah, I have a wife, but she's passed away recently. I'm not ready for any of that. Oh, something... good story. The dead wife one. I like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Make it up. Not just, yeah, I've actually got a wife, but she's far away from here. You know, just 
it's not particularly good agent work, is it? If you just go, actually, yeah, I am married, love. I'm just stringing you along, to be honest. I like you as a friend. I've bought yeah. you dresses and got pissed with you and all sorts. Yeah, no, it's bollocks. Because I was surprised that he didn't sleep with her. It was you. I thought he would do. Yeah, I thought he would. But clearly, you know, he doesn't want to go against his wife, even though she thinks he's blown into a million pieces. And, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I did think. I think it, it weakened it a lot, didn't it? Yeah, to say you've got a wife is is a kind of an angle of weakness that they can use against you, which was why I was so surprised that they kind of went down this line. But um, yes, yeah, because at the end of the day, he's, lot of sense. he's given all this stuff, isn't he, about this dodgy character because they've given him all the fake papers in relation to someone that's been in and out of jail and all this sort of stuff. What if he was never married? Yeah. You know, it's giving them ammunition to find out he's lying. So it was, yeah, it was crap, really. It was a poor, poor element to it. Exactly, exactly. And with 36 minutes remaining, they do call in a bomb scare in this police station. And <laughs> it's absolutely bizarre because they're going to call a bomb scare in the police station. And whilst they're doing that, Keller and Schwarzenegger and another goon are going to go and take out Lemansky as a distraction. That is the plan. And they uh, empty this police station out. And they call a bomb. And the bomb squad turn up with a bucket and some blankets. I mean, what are they going to do? There's a bomb in the building with a bucket and blankets. It's brilliant, isn't it? We've got some bags, some blankets and a massive bucket. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry. <laughs> Surely in 1986, they had other more technical ways. of. Like, they must have had that bucket machine or dealing with a bomb. Were they going to put a bucket over the top of the bomb? Well, I was thinking, that's it. They're going to put the bucket over the top of the bomb and the blankets over the top of the for the bucket, and then that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Small bang, the bucket might crack a little bit, but they'll be all good because they're just covered in blankets. It's 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 fine. God, it's terrible. (laughs) And they can't take out Lemansky because he's leaving the synagogue, and Max Keller's playing this, and it's the Jewish holiday. So the, the, the synagogue is really, really busy. And that goes to show, again, the incompetence of Keller. Oh, he's a moron, isn't he? He thinks he's the big I am, but he hasn't got a fucking Scooby-Doo, has he? And Arnie's <laughs> showing him up the entire way, which is great fun. The smug look on his face, and then it's, ah, shit. Exactly, which means another person doesn't have to die. And what did you think? Because obviously they start to think, well, we'll chase down uh, Lemansky and we'll kill him that way. And what did you think of the car chase they had? The, the car chase is quite good, to be honest, apart from the fact that it's obviously clearly an armoured car and they shoot hundreds of bullets at it and doesn't do anything. But it, considering, maybe because he's a bad guy, but Arnie's been dead against killing anyone thus far. He's beaten a lot of people up yeah. and he stopped that guy who was clearly, you know, part of the mob being stabbed by Keller. But then all of a sudden... He's like, yeah, I'm going to shoot everyone now. Yeah, he certainly does change tack. And what what I do love is when they're side by side and they're shooting his car and the bullets are bouncing off. And then he's he's even got painted in small letters on the side of his car, <laughs> armoured plating, armoured yeah. car or something like that. And Bulletproof spark glass or something. Isn't yeah. It? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cracked up. As if you have that. Surely you'd have that covert... So no yeah. one would know, rather than it written all over your car. Oh, you would, wouldn't you? It's just ridiculous. It's just 
it's a way of them saying oh that's the reason why it's not going through the glass like the audience isn't clever enough to realize <laughs> i bet that's bulletproof glass that <laughs> it's, it's absolute they, bollocks but they open their window don't they and they shoot yeah. through their open window <laughs> It's just so funny. Oh, we've got this bulletproof glass. They can't hit us. I'll wind down a window and shoot back. Yeah. Yeah. It's bloody hot in this car. I'm going to open a window. <laughs> yeah. Who, who didn't refill the air con? For fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so it results in them going through some kind of, I don't know, iron factory or something, and the roof gets yeah. split off. They crash into a convenient uh, petrol tanker, and the car blows up, and that is Lamansky dead. Very, very convenient. But it's just odd, isn't it, that Arnie just even pushes Keller out of the way and shoots two of them. Yeah. It's like you've gone dead against it, and now all of a sudden you've just killed two or three people, and you're fine with it. It's like, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, good. It does make no sense. And no. From there, you, you, you're meant to get... I kind of... It was a weird scene. You've got... Um, Patrovita in a cemetery with loads of coffins and he's talking to someone and the person he's talking to has got his back to the camera even though you can you can tell who it is and I thought that they were going to leave this as a mystery because he's clearly talking to uh, Marvin Baxter who's the one who's FBI top boy got Schwarzenegger out of a job proper crooked do you think it would have been better if they would have kept him hidden toward, until the end or not well, in the graveyard. Well, no, because um, you've got Petrovita talking to Martin Baxter in at the cemetery uh, in this room with surrounded by loads of coffins, and he's oh, saying, right. yeah, and obviously he's saying to him that this is happening. I want my drugs. This person's an informant, and that's when he says like we can take out um, Harry Shannon, um, who's obviously Shan- um, Baxter's willing to take out his own men. And yeah. Baxter uh, uh, agree. No, Keller agrees to do that. But I think it would have been better if they would have hidden the fact that one of the guys who's working hand in hand with Patrovita is the FBI's top boy, rather than show you this early. I don't know. What was it about half an hour left? I suppose yeah, you've, yeah. This scene's on 28 minutes up, left. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not long left, after, isn't it? No, because this is after, isn't it? Um, Keller goes and meets that guy. Um, from Miami, and he finds out that Arnie's not who he says he is, isn't he? It's just it, there's no payoff, is there? No. You, you kind of want tension. There's half an hour left in this. It'd be nice. They know who Arnie is. They're going to set Arnie up, but they decide to go and kill Shannon, which leads to it's a terrible scene because you they've now given away that Marvin Baxter, head of the FBI, is working with um, Patrovita. Yeah. So you know that cat's out of the bag. You know they're going to go and kill Shannon. And before they go and kill Shannon, you've got Monica, uh, Monique turn up. And she yeah. looks really nice. She doesn't look tight. Yeah. She looks so different, doesn't she? Yeah, she is nice. She's actually a really pretty lady. But yeah, she's a bit made up throughout this film. She's over the top. But yeah, she's very, very attractive. And the only thing he says, he basically, get out of here. I'm not going to come with you. Take the car. I'll be back. And... Um, they kind of split up and you think that is her gone because she's not in it anymore um, yeah. until, until a bit later on. And now they go to go and kill 
uh, Harry Shannon, which is really bizarre because Harry's the one who's constantly putting pressure on Patrovita. And without him, they think that Patrovita is going to get more of a free ride and he can start dealing his drugs. So they go to the cemetery. Yeah. This is so strange that at the moment, Schwarzenegger doesn't know who the target is. No, he doesn't. But Keller's clearly setting him up here, isn't he? Do you think he's setting him up? Yeah, yeah he is, big time. That's why he's saying, you go front, as in you're going to make the kill, and we'll go wide. And he knows who it is, and he's figured... I, they, I think they've figured it out, and he's not as stupid as he makes it himself out to be. And they don't really... It's quite nice in the sense that he turns up, doesn't he, when they're all in the coffins, and we find out that the head of the FBI is involved in it all. And there isn't much of a conversation about Arnie at this point. And he's basically setting him up, saying, right, I'm going to get you to go and kill your boss. Or, which is what happens, he calls his bluff, doesn't he? And confirms his suspicions. It's one of those ways sort of thing. So that I think that's what this is about. OK, but I, I'm surprised that Schwarzenegger didn't realise that that was his good friend, Harry. Yeah, I mean, he was wearing a trench coat and a hat. So perhaps... <laughs> I didn't realise. I'm clutching at straws here. To be and the fact he turned around, he even said, Harry, giving his cover away even more. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Again. And the, oh, the fact there's an actual funeral going on at the same time. And there's three blokes walking up to another bloke who's on his knees crying. And yeah. they've all got their guns out. And then, yeah, you turn around and say, Harry? You know. I know. I was really surprised. But I was surprised that I mean, obviously, Shannon gets, uh, I think he gets one in the shoulder, doesn't he? Uh, he gets one in the leg or something like that, doesn't he? He gets, he gets it anywhere, sort of yeah. flips or something. But, yeah. And he's laying, I thought it was, this was it, I thought he was going to yeah. die. He's laying on his son's grave. I mean, there's no kind of better place in a way if you want to die on top of your son's grave. And I thought that was it. But I was surprised that um, Robert Davy's character, Max Keller, actually got killed. And so kind of easy. Oh, yeah, which is odd because it was weird because Keller then turns around and shouts, kill him or waste him. And they all fire at um, Matey Boy at yeah. the grave. And then Arnie shoots both of them and he also gets a shot in as well. So surely he would have the fact that he's turning on Harry, he should have. You know, you would have thought Keller would just turn straight round to Arnie and shot him in the head. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really bizarre, Very isn't nice. it? It doesn't yeah. really make sense the way they play no. it out. And it gets even stranger once he's taken him out. And then he runs away to try and get a car to go back. And obviously he needs them to get um, Petrovita. Out of all the people to turn up, Monique turns up. She yeah. didn't know where they were going. She wasn't following them. She just happens to turn up at the cemetery at the right time. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Again, I think the only, yeah, it doesn't look like she was following them or anything like that. Maybe Keller's given out too much information to her because he's in love with her. And he said, oh, I'm going to go whack some guy at this. I don't know. It, again, it's weak, isn't it? You're trying to clutch at things to make a story. Gotcha. And from there, Obviously, he tells Monique to go away yet again, and she's not learning a lesson. And I think a year before this, 
you got one of the, a great um, the montage music will be playing cue that montage music we get oh. another gun montage we do it's just like commando isn't it oh it is. bags clipping bullets in oh i love this it's 80s Oh, it's so 80s. Oh, it's funny. When he opens the wardrobe and he really struggles to pick up this suit bag, it's like, fucking hell, mate, what's that suit made of? And then he opens it and it's full of guns. I'm like, oh, fair enough. I'll get it now. I'll get it. It's not a plate of armour. It's a suit bag full of guns. He's got everything in there. It's just... It's amazing. It did make me laugh because when he's got himself all dressed up and he puts that belt on with the shotgun bullets in it and stuff and he puts that... ridiculously shit leather jacket on and his slick back black hair he looks like some sort of 70s throwback porn star <laughs> <laughs> it, it really does it's like, so good mate you do not like your look like you're scary it looks like you're gonna go and clean someone's pipes it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> i know it's just like the ymca now it was it was terrible <laughs> <laughs> the YMCA trust me we can hear the music playing now honestly as he's putting his guns in I think <laughs> it, is. it is just so good <laughs> god I, that is excellent and he's getting it's like he's, he's a one man army definitely and it's so strange because he goes to there's a, a like a, a massive not a building site but a, a big yard where they kind of excavate loads of rock and they kind of say it's a bad reputation. If you go there, you're going to get bumped off. But that's where he has a lot of drugs. And this, what dates this film is the fact that he got in his car, kicks the window out so he can shoot as he drives along and he puts Rolling Stones satisfaction (laughs) in the tape deck. (laughs) It's quite a good song to be fair, but it's it's weird. It's weird. I'm going to drive down here in my bright white convertible without any windows and then just drive into a place which has got lots and lots of people with automatic you know fully automatic machine guns <laughs> playing my heavy metal music or my rock music it's fucking ridiculous oh it's mad isn't it it's... I, yeah it's really weird of all the songs to play uh, i mean it's a great the rolling stones is superb but yeah. to play that and there's a real strange thing about the 80s of when and you, you get a lot of this in Commando because man, the body count in Commando is is incredible. Of when people get shot in the eighties, they do that little epileptic kind of giggle. <laughs> it's so good. It is so funny. They just shimmy their shoulders and then they just fall on the floor. I love oh, it. Yeah, they go backwards. There's one guy that gets shot and he sort of flies and he you can just see him actually throw his gun to one side. You've got the man that falls in the rock crusher which is clearly yeah. a dummy as well, which is fantastic. It's the fucking dummy that goes in there and it's just flapping about. That's oh, great, it's isn't it? It's, it's so good. So good. That's one I didn't realise this were... was made oh, after good Commando. <laughs> and from there, he takes out everyone. And then you go to Petrovita's nightclub where you've got Baxter there as well. And you've got everyone there. You've got Rocco, all the henchmen. And... You see, they do believe that Schwarzenegger's dead at this time. But yeah. then he turns up on their CCTV and he gets in a lift. And it's so tropey that every single mob guy then faces that lift. 
as oh, if he's yeah. going to be in there when the doors open. I mean, come on. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It's Ding. so tropey. Hello. And Hi. then he comes out of a really small air vent in the side of the wall. <laughs> no, it's so good, isn't it? It's just it's like, Peepo, right, I'm going to shoot you all now. You're all going to stand still, aren't you? Um, <laughs> I've lined you all up by the lift door. I'll just shoot you all now. Thanks. Uh, some of these shootouts in here, there's a bit in Naked Gun. I think it's Naked <clears throat> Gun 2 when they're on a rooftop, when they're yeah. hiding about two foot away from each yeah. other shooting. You get so much of this. One person is one side of the bar and the other person the other side. And they're kind of like, meow, meow, shooting at each other. <laughs> they just pop up, don't they? Oh, no. It's so funny. He but... shoots someone and he's not even pointing the gun at him. <laughs> <laughs> Literally not even. The gun isn't even facing him. And he gets shot and he flies around all over the place. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. And you've got Matey Boy, the FBI man. He's just crying. Yeah, he's a proper, proper pussy. He really, yeah. really is. And this is great. It's the kind of the tropey, get the machine gun, just spray it kind of, I don't know, 360. And then you'll take out about 10 people by doing that. Yeah. It's just superb. Were you disappointed that um, Rocco and... Uh, Patrovita, they died so easy. There was especially Rocco. There was no climax there at all, was there? No. You didn't really get to see much of him, though, did you, Rocco? No. To be honest, he, he, you know, he goes, he's in a few scenes chatting about stuff, but yeah, he just gets fucking mullered in the back, doesn't he, with a machine gun through the door. <laughs> yeah, just, and then Petrovita just gets taken down. It, it just then yeah. he pours some sweets. What was the sweets pouring over him? These licorice sweets. I didn't quite oh, get oh that. I, I can't see the reference other than he was eating them once before. But <laughs> so, no, you're dead now. I'm going to cover you in your sweets. Quick. Oh, so, yeah, ultimate insult. Being oh, it's really bizarre. Yeah. But I, I did like what he said and the kind of. It wasn't really a get out. Obviously, the only person left is Baxter. And he clearly hates Baxter because um, he got him kicked out of the FBI. Mm-hmm. And the ultimatum he kind of gives him, you're basically dead either way, isn't it? Is it what you think? I'm with the government. I set every one of these guys up. and Because of you, a lot of people are dead. And now it's your turn. Resign. I'll be prosecuted. Any way you wanted. It was tropey though, wasn't it? Let's oh yeah. You knew exactly. You know, he's picking up guns, left, right, and centre in this panic, and then Arnie's just stood there, looking like an eighties, seventies, eighties German porn star, and then gives him a loaded gun, and sort of yeah, shoot yourself, sort of thing. Yeah. And he was always going to try and kill Arnie to get out of it, wasn't he? It was just so. It was just so tropey. It was crap. He might yeah. as well just shot him in the head and then put the gun in his hand or something like that. I don't know. It was, it was, yeah, there was no real payoff, was there? He nah. just knew he was going to die. And he kills everyone. It was like a scene from Grand Theft Auto in that nightclub. There were mm. bodies everywhere. No, definitely. It was, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't threatening or menacing. At no point did I think, oh, this is really hardcore or this is a horrible thing to do to someone at all. It was just... It was just rubbish. And but, but what I do like is that there are no mm. stakes in this, as in, you know, he's not going to die. So you can at least sit back and enjoy this 
just endless violence of people just getting shot in various different ways, doing various shimmies as they get shot because there well, are mistakes. So you can enjoy it. It does give you a, your brain a complete break for an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. I think, it, I'll be honest, I think sometimes it's so lacklustre in story, it gives your brain just a complete break from reality. You just end up feeling a bit like you've lost a few brain cells. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just interesting, isn't it? it the fact that this was a year after Commando, this feels like a poor man's Commando. Yeah, because it is incredible, isn't it? The, the it year is. it's made, I, I would never have thought this was after Terminator, after Commando. It's no just incredible. It is. I really would have thought this would have been before all those films. Because, like you said, it's so dated in the way it is. And though fun in the action sense and stuff like that but some of it most of it's so comical in the way it's filmed and like you say the acting and stuff it, it it's really it, i am really surprised because even though commando is just a shoot 'em up and everything else like that and you know the story isn't the best story in the world but it's so much better than this yeah it, it's, <laughs> it's incredible just, it's so much better but it's pretty much the same film yeah definitely definitely i mean and it's funny because monique gets away with lots of money she's out of it finally and the the way they choose to end this is so bizarre he you've got harry shannon in like having physio at the hospital a stubborn old bastard not wanting to do anything he's saying he's a cripple and you've got this nurse who clearly is pissed off with him and he doesn't want to walk on these kind of like parallel bars arnie turns up dressed like someone who's kind of goes page by page through the next catalogue and <laughs> he basically lifts um shannon up and gets him to walk and because arnie's got his job back at the bureau so he's happy which means he's not being bullied by his missus anymore yeah and as shannon's walking down these bars even the nurse starts to cry oh no mate <laughs> The acting from him in this is atrocious. He keeps turning around, where's my chair? Give me my chair! And it's just, <laughs> oh, it's awful. And he walks down, and I'm not being funny, this is obviously his first sort of therapy in the sense that he's actually given it a go. And then all of a sudden he starts lifting his fucking feet up like he's dancing. It's, so what the fuck is going on? It's brilliant, isn't it? It's awful. It's just... I mean, obviously, they wanted to give it a really nice, heartfelt, you know, nurses crying. It's such amazing. But it just didn't pay off at all. And the fact that they're trying to make someone walk again on an uneven floor is cuntish. <laughs> Poor no, it's just, it's that nurse's reaction chance. of having tears in her eyes crying <laughs> is so funny. I expected Harry Shannon to start moonwalking or breakdancing. Yeah. It does. Oh, it's great. It's oh, it's awful. It's so bad. And there was something about eighties films of the way they ended, like a lot of the Rocky films did, of when they were hugging, they kind of paused it. Like Crocodile Dundee ends the same way as well. And it is a real tropey way of doing it. The nurse is crying. Arnold Schwarzenegger's got a wonderful smile, and they hug. And Harry's smiling. He can do it. He can make that Olympics 100 metres if he tries. He can do it. He can do it now. It's just brilliant. And it it just freezes and ends of two men 
real men embracing. It's just, yeah. I was crying, honestly, with laughter. But... <laughs> yeah, definitely with laughter. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Roll credits. Oh, oh it's just so good. I mean, with <laughs> with this, I... I I gotta say, I I quite enjoy this film. It's just so easy going. I mean, do you think this film would be a good modern day ten part series? <laughs> I say that with a deadly straight face. You you literally knocked me out of the park with that one. That's no, no, it wasn't a good film in 1986. It certainly wouldn't make a good series. God, there. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it's and so padded. You... It's unreal. <laughs> and what was your kind of most memorable moment in this film? When you watched this film, oh. what what would you kind of say is the most memorable thing about this? Good or bad? It can be good or bad. Uh, I think the one-liners are probably my favourite bit. Arnie trying to be funny and the man with his sandwiches are my favourite bits. <laughs> to be, they stand out it's just so fucking random you shouldn't drink and bake uh, it's, it's, classic. Just, it's classic it's a classic line you know I'll, I'll have to remember it but so what would you score out of um say out of 10 what, what would you score 10. this in your best bits and worst bits and i need oh, best bits definitely you need best bits oh um i'd i'm gonna be generous i'll give it a four out of ten wow um just yeah, I'm struggling to even say. Yeah, I'll give it four. I've stuck with that. I'll give it four out of ten. I wouldn't recommend anyone wants to watch it if they're after a serious action film. If you want, like you said, an hour and 45 minutes of watching something, then this is something you can watch for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, worst bits, it is so wooden and it's so dated that, you know, it's pretty, pretty awful in that sense. Uh, and the best bits are the one-liners, I have to say. When he's left, he leaves a chauffeur for a mafia boss and his missus there. And the only thing he can turn around and say is, my fucking sandwiches, is just goes to show the quality of the film. <laughs> I take it your worst bits is the other kind of hour and 35 minutes, yeah? Uh, the worst bits are just the acting, the, the storyline, and that it's just so padded, and it doesn't it doesn't flow properly. It just feels like it's shoehorn. There's elements are just shoehorned in, and the worst bit is that end bit by far of him on that uneven floor trying to walk. He lifts his feet up at the end, and all this. Oh, it's just yeah, proper trope. Go on then. Go on then. <laughs> Tell me how amazing this film is and how much of a high score you're going to give it. <laughs> no, no. I, I wouldn't say it's amazing. I mean, I, I got fond memories of this as, as a child, so I kind of get that nostalgia. Mm. When, I, when this came out, I was 12, and I was allowed to watch films like this. So um, Good man. I remember watching this on a video, and I remember the trailer for this as well, where it says, no one gives Schwarzenegger a raw deal. And I don't really know what raw deal we got out of anything through this film. But... Um, no. They were going to call this film, so like, can we make a deal or let's make a deal? Some really, really? friendly name. Yeah, it, it wasn't going to be Raw Deal. It was going to be um, went through a number of different names before they settled on Raw Deal. But um, I'd give this film a, a six out of ten. Wow. Wow. And uh, I, I think it's a really easygoing 
fun film. It's so tongue in cheek. It's really dated. What surprised me was how much it looked dated compared oh. to like Predator and things like that, which really just blew my mind. I I don't understand why it's so dated. It's just incredible. And even look at Running Man and um, even Commando. I mean, it's it's puzzling. It really is puzzling. Yeah. But um, I'd say the worst bits are the fact that they try to make this. I, I get the impression that they try to make it's a complicated um, mob <laughs> film and they failed on so many different levels. They should have just kept it the way it is. Just a, a very easygoing, tongue-in-cheek, um, very touches on, looks like soft porn, some of it, some of the clothing and lines they use. Yeah, yeah. But I like the film. It's a, a switch your brain off film. If it was on TV and I was flicking, I'd carry on watching it. Oh, I couldn't. I honestly I, would. I actually own this. Uh, back in the 90s, sort of late 90s, I went on a a sort of Arnie fandom if you like. And I yeah. bought quite a few of his box sets. And this is in one of those box sets along with um, Red Heat. And I think I watched this film once when I bought the box set and I've never watched it again since. I just, I only watched it because we said we would watch it and I wouldn't, I probably would be quite happy if I never watched it again. Wow. What about Red Heat? What did you think of that? I enjoyed Red Heat. That's um, James Belushi, isn't it? Or John Belushi? Yeah, John Belushi, I think. To be honest, I haven't seen that in a long time either. But that's another cop film, isn't it? Yeah, I watched that the other day. I think that's on Netflix as well. I mean, mm. I, I quite enjoyed that. It, it's You've got two sides there. You've got Schwarzenegger playing very straight-faced um, Russian police officer, which yeah. he does very well. And you've got the wise-cracking Belushi. But I, I think they... They kind of for a buddy cop, I think that worked quite well. It, I certainly preferred it to this, but again, yeah, definitely. It's um, the this film take is... the piss out of it a lot, don't they? Yeah, I think. yeah, it's just a very tongue-in-cheek police film. Yeah. But so that was uh, raw deal, and hopefully next week we'll be skipping forward to 2003, where we're doing Jonathan Mozzo's uh, Terminator 3: Rise of the Machines, and that will be very interesting. I can guarantee that we will be very divided when we talk about this film, when we talk about um, even John Connor, when we talk about Claire Danes, I mean, and Christina Loken as well as the um, Terminatrix. The TX. It's, yeah. yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting. And I think we're going to be divided on this, so it'll yeah. be quite good. James I, has really played his hand, good. hasn't he, early with this one in the last podcast on Terminator 2, so... I think yeah. we will know exactly where he's going to go with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident. Be a bit more... go on, I can sorry. break James mentally on this film. <laughs> I'm, I think I'll be able to do that. You normally do, mate, to be fair. You broke me a little bit on the last one. You've got, you got a wave about you, young Stu. <laughs> you're able to manipulate our minds um, to thinking things that we shouldn't. Um, Skype Jedi ability. Yeah. Obviously you are. It's ridiculous. Um, but a Padawan <laughs> in comparison. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I'm going to hold reservations. I'm going to enjoy watching it. And, you know, I've, again, I own this on DVD from years ago because I bought loads of stuff. So I'm going to look forward to watching it. And I'm not going to go into it with the, the blinkered view of. It's, it should never have been made and all that sort of thing. So I will be fair to it. Yeah, that's so, fair play. That's, mm. Yeah, that's really, really good. It'd be interesting. I mean, we were talking about Loki earlier. Loki's uh, release date is June the 11th. So yeah. you've got well, yeah. quite, 
a while for that to go yet. So um, I miss my yeah. Saturdays. I miss my Saturday podcast. But I know. I'm really, really looking wait. forward to it. I was even going to give you a bell to say, do you want to do a, a kind of dust has settled um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Like how you feel about it now, or even look at the Loki trailer and mm. just have a, a, a discussion about the Loki trailer. Happy to do that, Stu, if you want to. Happy yeah, to do that. I think it'll be really good fun because it'll be interesting to look at the trailer a few times and then make maybe make a few predictions on what we think could happen mm. and then just go from there. Or just it could be a case of we watch it and think, hmm, not too sure about this. Yeah, no, I'll for that, mate. Definitely. I'll give it that's, a go. I'll give it a watch. That's superb. Brilliant stuff. Okay, so I say we'll be back next Wednesday. Um, we'll do Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines don't forget to check out the YouTube channel all the podcasts are posted on there thanks to everyone who's subscribed and we've doubled in subscriptions there and it's, it seems to be growing at a good pace so Excellent. thanks thanks to everyone and again everyone who downloaded last month was uh, a record breaking month for us it was brilliant so we're, we're always extremely grateful for everyone who does that cause it's, massively it's insane that people want to listen to the nonsense that we talk all the time <laughs> It does surprise me. me. It does surprise me. But yeah, go. but we are so grateful. Really, really are grateful. So, but thanks to everyone. Watch Raw Deal. Listen to this podcast because it's a very entertaining film. So, thanks again, and we will see you very soon. Take care.